2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, man. You got it. My pleasure. Great to be with you guys. Yeah, this guy, uh, aside of me, he sometimes partner, uh, he Mark, sometimes switches God. his position game to game, <laughs> throw to throw. Uh, but let me remind people that uh, on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Let's start with the Niners. Uh, the, the, the latest news out here, uh, Mark, is that Kyle Shanahan told the media there's only one guy for sure that isn't playing against the Rams, and it's Brock Purdy as of right now. How how would you handle the situation uh, knowing the 49ers are, are locked in, and, and how did you handle the situation uh, your Super Bowl year in Denver with, with those specifics?
3: Well... Um... You know, the one year, one year we wanted as wild cards. The next year, we wanted as the first seed overall. But we were a number one seed in nineteen ninety six and got our ass kicked in the divisional game by Jacksonville. So it's a very precarious situation. You know, the kind of the differentiator between you know rest and rust. And listen, I believe that if you're a veteran player and you played a lot of football, the rest is more beneficial. If you haven't played a lot of football, then it becomes one of those rust things. And I don't think you have to play three quarters. I don't even think you have to play at a halftime. But sometimes just a quarter of, hey, man, we're going to go out there and we're going to kind of establish who we are and we're going to put a drive or two together. We're going to kick somebody in the teeth and then we're going to get out. I think that's a confidence builder. And I've always felt that way about our teams. I approached the preseason the same way. I wanted you to know if we played in the preseason, that if we met again in the regular season or the playoffs or the Super Bowl, you're going to have your hands full. And so I came out and we just wanted to, you know, kick your ass and then get off the football field. And I think there's a, an approach to it. That one thing about Kyle, he has the experience of his father, and uh, his father's been through those battles and those wars, and he understands what that what that what's that that is like, and, and the the balancing act that that is. And Kyle's been through it as well. So, you know, I will trust, I will trust the, the feel he has for his football team and, you know, decisions he makes in regards to who plays and who doesn't. Um, but it is one of those precarious things. Like defense is different. Right. Because defense is, you know, about peeling your ears back and going. Offense, there's a certain amount of precision involved and you can lose a little bit of that precision if you've taken too much time off. So it's, I'm not saying I have the right equation or answer or whatever, but I know it's a a difficult decision for a lot of coaches.
1: No doubt. Mark, let me me get your expertise on the Niners because I was a guy thinking they were going to – I think they're the best team going into that Christmas game uh, against Baltimore, and I was shocked. I issued an apology to Lamar, Harbaugh for taking them lightly, but do you think any NFC team like Dallas, Detroit, the Rams, or even Philly – and I know they're limping – can take anything from that game tape and implement it in the playoffs if they meet the Niners to make things more difficult? Or are they not the Ravens and they can't? Well, let me just say this. Um, I did a whole breakdown today. It'll probably be out tomorrow
3: on the Stinky Truth Podcast. I call it the Leftover Show. And I break down all the stuff off my boards that I didn't necessarily get into the broadcast. Mm. And so for you Niner fans... Uh, Stinking Truth Podcast, you're going to want to listen to this. I think it comes out probably tomorrow morning, uh, either tomorrow morning or Friday morning. But check that out. Look at that because I go into some insight about Brock Purdy and some stuff that he told me that I was like, whoa, like this dude's a different cat than I think most people feel. But let me just say this. As I dug through the coaches tape preparing for last week, and I have the Niners again this week, by the way. Got nice. the Niners and, and the Rams this week. But as I dug through that tape, um, and again, it's not the TD copy. It's the coach's tape. Mm. I walked away saying to myself, if the Niners faced the Ravens eight, ten times, they beat them eight times. I thought they kicked their ass. You can't win a game in which you turn it over five times. Sorry. Ain't going to happen. Now, the Ravens are exceptional. You know, defensively, they're fast. They're aggressive. They're physical. They're one of the one teams that can match some physicality with the Niners but I couldn't believe the space the Niners created on offense. I couldn't believe how wide open they got guys. They have McCaffrey had over 100 yards rushing. Um, you know, uh, uh, Kittle had over 100 yards receiving. I think Iuk had 100 yards receiving. They had almost 500 yards of offense. And oh, by the way, turning it over five times mean you have means you have five less possessions to do that offensively. You realize that, right? The average game mm. is a 12-possession game. So, Minus five possessions, you got seven possessions. Let's call one of them because it was a long drive, and they turned it over in the red zone. Let's call one of them. Let's call it an eight-possession game. You put almost 500 yards of offense in three-quarters of the possessions you normally would get in a football game. Tell me that's not an ass-whooping. I don't care who you are. You're not going to overcome five turnovers. Sorry, ain't going to happen. But I walked away from that game after I studied it on Coach's Tape where I was like, Oh my gosh. The other thing is now I'll give the Ravens a ton of credit. They probably dialed up five rushes that had Lamar Jackson dead to rights where they had him sacked in the backfield hit and he was able in those five possessions. He was, or those five or six times, he was able to break loose and, and cause pain. And there's nothing more frustrating than when you have a guy dead to rights and he's still able to escape and make a play like that that drives you crazy as a defense but um you know i came away with with thinking like if i'm game planning against them and we beat them in the super bowl i'm not i'm not even planning those blitzes or planning those free rushers i'm planning on just socking him in the pocket and saying we're not giving you any escape lanes we're gonna make you throw the ball and not even about sacking him just make him throw the ball because. He had three or four or five really errant throws early in that game when the Niners had a five nothing lead, and they were all from the pocket throws. And so I walked away from that game going, "Shoot, if I'm if I'm San Francisco, I got a game plan." I feel pretty good now. Apologies to Baltimore because they're kicking people's asses, but I just walked away going, "Man, I I I feel pretty good about what San, where San Francisco sits right now."
2: Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturizing because men have skin too. Okay, so this is this is interesting to me. So you watched you watched the game live and you thought, man, Baltimore just owned the 49ers. You looked at it again and said, well, under the circumstances, yes, the 49ers got beat pretty bad, but it wasn't all as bleak as, as you might think don't try to take too much out of it if they meet again. Is that essentially what you're kind of saying? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I didn't think it was bleak. I didn't think it was bleak at all, as a matter of fact. Gotcha. You know,
3: even Kyle Shanahan said, going back on it, it was like expecting the worst, and you're going, you walked out of it going, wow, we did a lot of really good things. Now, you turn the ball over, right? You, sure. You make a couple of bad decisions to the quarterback. I, that, those things are going to happen to you. But – I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I walked away expecting one thing, and I walked away feeling like, wow, that like San Francisco was really was really good. Now, I'm not saying Baltimore isn't good; they're a really good team, but it wasn't it wasn't bleak at all. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you guys a funny story. I was on the plane, and, and we had a mechanical, and so I had to get up from my seat because they were working over my seat, and um, the captain was came out and asked me. I was just standing in the, in the first class cabin. And the captain came out and goes, oh, you got the game this weekend. I go, yeah, I got the game. And we start talking San Francisco. We start talking Washington. And this lady in the front row, she has no clue who I am. I don't expect her to know me. It's like the Niners got their ass kicked. They were horrible. The Baltimore. And I go, hey, listen, you know, I, I, I looked at the film, and they played a lot better. And she's like, what do you know? You don't know anything. They got killed. And I was like, all right. Like It was almost a full-blown Karen experience on the front, in the front-class cabin. So, uh
2: yeah, yeah, I was just trying to ease her pain, but she didn't want to hear any of it. Well, let me ask you this: so, uh, so when the uh, 49ers play the Eagles, they they limited Jalen Hurts, and they they used this phrase: they they caged him. They wanted to cage him, I guess, which meant keep him in front and yeah. you know prevent the. Le- Why wouldn't you just do that with Lamar Jackson? Well, I think or I is think it they harder? probably did. Okay, I think they probably tried that,
3: but they kept getting some free eyes on him, and. You know, to his credit, let, let me just say about Lamar is not only has he improved as a passer, and he has, but that dude is like, it's not, it's very rare when a NFL player makes other NFL players look like they're playing on the JV squad and he came down from varsity to scrimmage them. Mm. Like, Lamar does that to pretty much everybody. Mm. And... It's one of those things you just gotta, you gotta sit back and marvel. You gotta sit back and look at it because we're talking about the best athletes, the best football players in the world. And he oftentimes breaks ankles. I mean, it's, it's, you know, he's just gelatinous. You can't touch him. And it it is one of those things where I always marvel at it because as a player and I played defense all through college before I moved the offensive side of the ball, you know, when you get a free run like that, you're not just trying to wrap a guy up. You're trying to murder that dude, right? I mean, it's just football. That's the way it works. And when you do that to Lamar, you got to go against your instincts and you got to almost gather, slow down and just try to corral him and then bring him down gently. Cause if you go full tilt, he's going to make you miss and make you look stupid. And so, but again, that goes against your human nature as a football player. It goes against your instinct as a football player. And, I think you almost have to play him without instinct, which is easy to say, and it's easy to draw up on a grease board. But as I always say, you know, that when they draw it up on a grease board and then when it looks what it looks like on the grease board versus what it looks like when you're actually in a game, they're two entirely different things. They never look the same. So it's always easy when you're watching film or easy when it's on a grease board, always difficult on the field.
1: Stink, you got a Super Bowl ring, and I was telling my partner and the fans, the Niners are living right. They've earned the number one seed, but McCaffrey, you know, he's got a calf issue. Eric Armstead has been out, and I called him just a guy, a jag, a few weeks ago. But Arizona put up 232 on the ground on them, and the run defense hasn't been the same since he's been out. My question is, is there any question about uh, rest over rust when the Niners, it'll be three weeks before they play a meaningful game. Where are you at on that? Because to me, the timing is perfect. Like, the Niners need it more than anybody.
3: Yeah, I think the Niners need it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, and Eric Armstead is one of those guys. Let me just tell you, there are guys that don't necessarily put up stats that completely affect the way you play as an offense. And Armstead is one of those guys. And so you got to get rid of, you know, you got to clear out the sack numbers and the tackles for losses. And sometimes you just got to clear that stuff out. When you break the huddle, you got to find out where that dude is. Like you got to break the huddle and go, okay, where's 91? And what's our plan for him? And it's really hard to have a plan for him when you got both on the other side. So it it becomes one of those one-on-one situations where he collapses pockets and so he may not hit the quarterback or sack the quarterback but when you collapse the pocket and put an offensive lineman in the lap of the quarterback quarterback can't step into a throw quarterback can't get enough on the throw it it affects the pocket and those things are almost as valuable as actually getting the guy on the ground so he's one of those guys that probably doesn't compile as many stats as the Aaron Donalds of the world and those type of guys but what he does is exceptional for them and so You know, I think the, I think the rest thing on defense, as I told you, especially with San Francisco, because they're not, they're not an overly complex defense. They're not a real complicated group. What they do is they out hit you and they out hustle you. That's what they do. And you can be a really good defense if all you do is hustle and tackle well. Show me a defense that tackles well and I'll show you a defense that limits score, scoring. And, and so, They're pretty, they're pretty simplistic in their approach, but they play with great leverage. They play with great understanding. They play with great ferocity and they tackle well. And that's why they're one of the top defenses in football and they've got great communication. And Fred Warner is as good as it gets. He's the, I think he's the best middle linebacker in football. And it's not just about his skill set and his ability to run around and do things. It's about his communicated uh, communication skills the way he keeps that group together so you guys got a special team they're a lot of fun to watch and i'm telling you to sit down with the san francisco 49ers and talk to kyle and steve Wilkes and uh, fred warner and brock purdy and man there are very few teams that have that kind of organizational structure and that kind of culture and get the kind of play they get george kittles just kicking people's asses on the end of line of scrimmage blocking defensive ends one-on-one and dominating them that is that's special because there's a lot of tight ends in
2: this week that just refuse to do that stuff. 49er fans, you're listening to Mark Schlereth, host of Stinkin' Truth Podcast, and you can uh, take a listen to it. It'll probably be coming out tomorrow. He has a lot to say about the Niners. He was at the game, calling the game, uh, and he talked to a lot of the 49ers, so you're going to want to check that out for sure. He's also got the Rams' uh, Niners yeah. games this uh, weekend. Have, uh, try to keep that one interesting for us, Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll uh, we'll we'll have a good time. And I tell you what, like I said, that leftovers podcast, I dropped some stuff that Purdy told me that exactly. you really could be really. Oh, yeah, good
2: stuff. That's Appreciate it. it. Happy New Year, man. Purdy,
3: you got it. Yes, Sit
2: sir. There. Mark Slareth, that's right. He does the Stinking Truth podcast, but then he's got the leftovers. What do you think Purdy could have told him? This is Debo hot, finally started to <laughs> run a route. Look at you. No, seriously. Hey, you've really unlocked Ebo He's finally running routes with Precision. Have we not met? You guys probably touched on it yesterday. Hold on. Who?
1: See, this is where my fangs That come was out.
2: That ahead. was Odyssey NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Uh, insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Hey, men have skin too. <laughs>